Saturday, November 28, 1845 hours. He came in through the crawl space, slowly and methodically pulling himself through the cool, humid, musty, and ever-confining darkness, grasping at the rough concrete footings with his calloused bare hands, scraping his chest against the supporting crossbeams and his back along the rough-textured rubble, brushing his face against the low, cobweb-covered drain pipes, pausing every few feet to listen, and smiling, a thin, distant, and chilling smile all the way. Something moved in the darkness behind his head, making a faint rustling sound as it cautiously sought a better view of the intruder, but he ignored it. He knew all the creatures that inhabited the dark crevices under houses, knew them intimately. He also knew that in this place, at this time of the night, he was the predator to be feared the creature to be avoided at all costs. The crawlspace in this particular house was more confining than most, so narrow in some spots that he had to turn his head sideways and empty his lungs to work himself under one of the thick, splintery and dusty beams, so dark and disorienting in others that it took him almost a half hour to find the wires and the entry point he had chosen. Then he started to work, he used a tiny, battery-powered circular saw, adjusting the depth of the thin, exposed blade to three-quarters of an inch, and then timing his cuts through the partially rotted plywood flooring to coincide with the periodic concealing noises of the nearby heat pump. He paused frequently to let the blade cool, using his bare fingertips to judge the remaining distances. He could have used the small pen light in his jacket pocket, but in his perverse way of thinking that would have been cheating and he didn't want to cheat. Not on this one. The work was cold, difficult, and demanding, and yet he savored every claustrophobic moment, glorifying in the almost hallucinatory feeling of being trapped beneath a huge, all-encompassing mass, a sensation that seemed to intensify every echoing noise and magnify every movement of his body. He paused for a moment to take in a few deep breaths, feeling his expanding chest muscles press up against one of the rough support beams, and then immediately went back to work. He was only vaguely aware of the fine sawdust particles striking against his face and the condensation of warm breath against the back of his hands as he continued to cut through the laminated wood barrier with the whirring blade. He paused again halfway through to install the pair of thick, carefully oiled brass hinges and a latch, using another miniaturized power tool to drill the holes and then drive the stubby screws. Then he went back to his task, with a single-mindedness that was characteristic of everything he had ever done in his life. Fifty-two minutes, two batteries, and one blade change later, he completed the last of the four cuts. Sliding his bracing knees out of the way and then inching himself sideways, He allowed the hinged 24-by-30-inch piece of mildewed plywood to fall free. The resulting trap door swung noiselessly back and forth, with the tip of the latch mechanism just barely brushing against the rough dirt floor. Then he reached for the terribly sharp razor knife. The tantalizing part from his viewpoint was that he didn't have to enter the house this way. There were many other, and far easier, Methods that he could have used that would never be detected, such as picking the front door locks with his spring steel tools, 
or tapping the latch on the sliding glass door, or carefully removing one of the heavy aluminum storm windows out of the wall. There were many other ways, but he didn't want to take the easy, undetectable path on this one. He wanted the effect. The thin razor edge made three smooth, easy cuts through the thick padding, allowing the loose foam sheet to drop noiselessly against the hinged plywood. Three more cuts at a slightly inward angle, and then he allowed the carpet flap to slowly drop down against the padded trap door. The crawl space was immediately filled with a faint, diffuse light that forced him to blink until his irises readjusted to the new semi-darkness. Then ever so cautiously he raised his head until his pale blue eyes were just barely visible above the floor line. Nothing.